Welcome to Arcade Attack. Player one, please press start. Gentlemen, start your engines. Player two has now entered the game. Player three, choose your weapon. Hello and welcome to another Arcade Attack podcast. My name's Keith and today we've got a bumper episode for you featuring some reviews of 8 and 16-bit games that, for one reason or another, Dylan Agent and I have got fond and maybe not so fond memories of. Uh, first up, Agent's going to be taking us through one of the forefathers, if you like, of the RTS genre, Dune 2. I'll be taking a look at the awesome Road Rash games on the Mega Drive and Dylan will be talking to us about Home Alone on the Mega Drive so stay tuned So a while ago, a few podcasts back, I did a bit of a special on the Secret Monkey Island. You did. Now, as I said at the time, that was the first adventure game I'd ever played, point-and-click adventure game. Mm. Now, today I'm going to talk about a very different game, but there's a sort of similarity in, in this case. Today I'm going to talk about Dune 2, a classic game in my eyes. Now, the reason that I'm going to link it to Monkey Island, because it, it was the first game that introduced me to a whole new genre. The, the RTS genre, the real-time strategy games. And it's, it, I think for many people, I can't speak for everyone here, it was the first real-time strategy game people played. And it, it, mm. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's one of the few I've played. So, yeah. yeah. And Command and Conquer maybe a little bit afterwards. Yeah. Command and Conquer came made by the same team, actually. Mm. So, well, again, it was a game I got from my uncle, for the good old trusty <laughs> Amiga. Yeah, uh, all legitimate, of course. Yeah, completely legitimate, yeah. of course. Um, it was released... On the Amiga and the PC in 1993, I believe. And it was also released on the Mega Drive in the same year. Woo! So I, I, I think, uh, Dylan and Keith, you've, po- you've played the game that's on the Mega one, Drive. Yeah, that's the one we played, yeah. Right. I had it because I lent it to Keith. I believe so. As, as, as children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've only played the game on, on the good old Amiga. I've, I've played on the PC since as well. And it really... It's one of those games that really caught my attention early on. Because a bit like the point-and-click games... It, these kind of real-time strategy games soon turned into one of my favourite types of games. Mm. So that, it was made by Westwood Studios, and basically, I knew every kind of every game they made after that. I was like, oh, if it's made by Westwood, it's got to be good. So mm. Command and Conquer came out, yeah. Red Alert came out, yeah. and it, it, I already knew oh, it's a strategy game. I'm going to like this. So it, it opened the doors to one of my favourite genres of games. So yeah. Dune Two. Yeah, it was a mark of quality, wasn't it? Really? It, it really, really was. Now, before I talk about June 2, I want to sort of rewind the clock a little bit. It's only fair, I think, to briefly talk about June, the first game. <laughs> and before I talk about that, I think it's only fair to rewind even further and talk, about, right. talk yeah. about the film. The film. 
Yeah. And then before I talk about the film... You're going to talk about the... <laughs> the novel. Yes. And before the novel... No, that, that's where it starts. <laughs> now, I, don't, I haven't read the novel. I don't know if you guys have read it. No, I've seen the film. I've seen oh, the fair film. enough. Well, the book apparently was released in 1965 by Frank Herbert. Yeah. Never read it. Frank apparently Herbert's it's a classic. Junior. And the film came about 20 years later, 1984. Who, who directed, Judy? Any ideas? Quite a famous director. Oh. It wasn't Spielberg, was it? wasn't Spielberg. It wasn't Spielberg. No. Was it was it was it an action director or I, I think he was more known for his more sort of um, controversial or sort of mysterious kind of films. Or a bit, bit. Is it David Lynch? It is David Lynch. Yeah, yeah well done. So, a... classic director. You know, great director, great director. And who's he's not the main actor in it, but does anyone know Sting? Sting. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah bright, he had like a ginger wig. I have yeah, seen. I, Sting, I have seen the film, but it must be years ago. Oh yeah, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Ago. I don't know how long ago it was, but. But, uh, you know, apparently... Carl McLaughlin is the lead, isn't he? That's right. Yeah. Well, well remembered. <laughs> I, I do have fond memories of the film, which I remember. I'm going to watch it again. It's there, got actually. some quite weird imagery in it and stuff. That's it's, right. It's pretty cool. The first Dune game. Now, you might think Dune and Dune 2, very similar games, are actually very, very different. Have, have you ever played the first Dune game? I've never played the first no. one, no. It's... Oh, is that, actually, is that the one that's a bit like an adventure game? Perfect, yeah. It's, it's an uh, adventure game. Isn't it? It's not quite a point... There's yeah, some point a bit weird. Yeah. It is a bit weird. It's a bit weird. I didn't really... A bit of a strategy it. game, a bit of an adventure game. You walk around and you talk to people and you try and do this yeah, and that. No. I, I actually did enjoy it. I, I never actually owned the first tune. I used to play it at my uncle's house back and down. I thought, well, it's not a bad little game. Okay. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, the one I really want to talk about today is good old Dune 2, which had two titles, actually. So it was known as The Battle for Arrakis... Yep, that's what I'm making a drive on. Yeah. June 2, Battle for and, and I think it's called also June 2, Building a Dynasty as well. I think that's if you, if, when it was released in America. Oh, okay. Dynasty. Dynasty, well, exactly. I can't do an American accent. Exactly. <laughs> now, the first June was made by Cryo Interactive, and June 2 was made by West, Westwood. Hmm. Westwood. So, uh, very, so different, pu- different publishers, or different hmm. developers, I should say, but they're both published by Virgin. Mm-hmm. Now these yeah. two games, I I might make a little mistake here, but these two games had a bit of a frosty relationship with each other. These oh, two really? teams, these two developers, didn't really like each other, I don't no. think. Or there was definitely some rivalry. <laughs> and actually, yeah, at, at one point, the first June game was supposed to be scrapped and they were, and full attention just for June too. Mm-hmm. But the guy, the the guy in charge, apparently, I've got his name, I've got his name here, Stephen Clark Wilson. He was told by by Virgin to tell. Uh, the first June to stop development and just focus on June two, but apparently he didn't pass on the message, and they Ooh. they were just they both made these games, Ouch. and it was almost like a race who could finish yeah. first. So the, the the French team, the Cryo team, they made the first June, then a year later June two came out. So um, <laughs> but they were being developed side by side. They were, wow. and really the first, it really was, <laughs> it was. Um, the the boss at Virgin Interactive at the time, not Richard Branson, obviously, but the, the guy in charge of the games, wanted to make a, a strategy game. He mm. he read the book, actually. He read the book. Before. The whole point of this novel was about controlling the spice. Yeah. And we're not talking about spice girls right now. We're talking about, we're talking about <laughs> some real natural resources on, on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what he thought the game should be about. So he said, this is what you need to do. You need to build some sort of strategy game. And actually, June 2 is not the first ever real-time strategy game ever made. Any idea what it is? Oh, I think I know this. It's an interesting question. Uh, it was surprisingly released on the Mega Drive, the first ever official, you could argue. Is it Herzog's Vi? Herzog's Vi. He gets ah, it. Yeah. Herzog's Vi. Now, I, I haven't played Have you played that game? I, oh, years and years ago. Wow. Yeah. 
Now they, the, yeah. the, the team at June, team at Virgin played this game. So this is great. Mm. Look at this amazing game. And to be fair, I think Herzog's way. Herzog's way. Herzog's way. They can take the crown as being officially the first yeah, ever. Yeah. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? Mm. The first ever all-time strategy game. Absolutely. Now they, 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 that game apparently wasn't really about resource management and so forth or building bases. It's more about control of robots, I think. Yeah. I think. I might yeah, be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But June 2 took so. that, took the idea of controlling mm. units but they included, like I said earlier, resource management, building up a base, yeah. uh, defending your base, and then trying mining to defeat... Mining for spice, you've got yeah. to score mining, the spice. Mining for spice, exactly. So, mm. it, that, they, they, they take the crown, but June 2, they put a lot of foundations in place for all future, or many future strategy games. Mm-hmm. So, they, they had something called the, the Fog of War. So, you can only see a very limited area around your base when you first start the game. Okay. When you move your units out, the rest of the map reveals yeah. itself. Um, and, and again, you can control units and put them into place. It, I, I loved it. I love the idea of not only building the, you know, the arsenal and you know, your, 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 your tanks and so forth. Mm. I love the idea of actually building a bit of a base as well. I've always enjoyed the games like Sim City as well, things like that. Yeah. And this kind of brought two elements together. Two, I, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Now, June two, when you first start the game, you can actually. Well, let me set the scene. Uh, set the scene even. Set the scene. The scene is this: Emperor Frederick the Fourth of House Carino has set you a challenge. Now he's set a challenge for three houses. So a little bit like Game of Thrones. Okay. Three houses, and whoever, whichever house, not you know, these are big sort of groups basically, mm. controls the spice of the planet. Yeah. Will be able to control it forevermore, and they can get a lot of money out of it. Now these three houses. Do anyone remember the names of these three houses? Oh. No, it's been too long. <laughs> Do you have a guess? Uh, I don't... The f- first house, which is very prominent in the film, is the Atreides. Uh, and they're the good guys. That was the one I was thinking of. They're the good guys. Yeah. Uh, then then the, the, the Ordo, which are kind of in the between, a yeah. sneaky sort of team. I think they're the, the, the green team. And my favourite group, the Harkonnen. The bad. Oh, the Harkonnen. Yeah, Harkonnen. that's it. That's Harkonnen. what I'm saying. You're pronouncing yeah, it better yeah, yeah. than me. <laughs> they are. They were the bad guys, weren't they? The yeah, evil yeah. guys. Now you could choose any of those three houses when you start yeah. the game, and you, your job is to destroy the rest of the houses and control the spice. Mm. You know, and there's a map. So once you once you've done one map, you move into the next mission. The first couple of missions are very simple. Mine uh, enough spice, and so maybe a thousand mm. spice, wherever it is. They're the first two missions, but later on, it's all about using that spice to build up your bases, mm. build up your, your your tanks and arsenal, and destroy all the bad guys on the map. Yeah. You know, loved it. You know, my, me and my brothers spent hours playing that game. I just, you know, it, we would attack, tackle the different maps, different ways, or we'd try and beat it this way. I would go back to it very, very often. Mm. Very, you very have often. To, you have to explore, to unlock bits of the map, you have to send a, you would have. a little tr- a, you know, like a truck s- or something. Yeah. There was little trikes, like, yeah, the trikes were the fastest, yeah. 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 And you had to like get to actually work it, see the whole map. Didn't That's you? Right. I remember that. It was so good. It, it was. Yeah. It was. And it, I just loved exploring it and finding these random uh, people that you could kill. And also the, 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 the there's the uh, sandworms, isn't there? There was a well? bit of panic when you did stumble upon the other guy. Like ah. <laughs> That's right. You got a bit scared. <laughs> what? Um, what I also like about this game is the three houses. Even though they have very similar units, very similar strategies. Each has a sort of strengths and weaknesses. So one team is slightly fast, and the other team. The, yeah. the, I like the Harkonnens because they're, they're the strongest. Harkonnens. They're the slowest units later on, but they're the most powerful. And I, I like the kind of edgy sort of bad boyness to them. So yeah. I thought that was cool. 
Um, and, and once you progress in the game, you can research and develop better machinery, better tanks, and eventually, I think each house can build their own kind of unique weaponry compared to everyone else. And again, the strengths and weaknesses really show up. Mm. You know, brilliant. So there's lots of longevity. You can play, you yeah, can complete the game. Yeah, complete the game as one team, and then say, well, try a different, different team. There are some cons, though. What are the there are the cons. There's two big cons for me. That one of them is you can only select single units at a time. So if you want to move a unit to one side of the screen to other, you have to literally click on that unit. Oh, you can't just. That's go the same as the main drive. Yeah, you, can, you can't yeah. do yeah. a group of them. Which yeah. they're, they're future games like Command and Conquer and so forth. Uh, Red group them. Of course, changed, yeah. you build a little yeah. box around it and yeah. you control it. And that, I think that's that, that's obviously a much better. Mm. So it, it's quite annoying. Click here, go there. That is a big negative. Yeah, kind of like, kind of, I remember like shuffling over, so you kind of yeah, that's right. shuffle uh, uh, a little uh, uh, bit, uh, yeah. select another one, shuffle next to him. Yeah, it's, it's, you did it, yeah. It's fiddly and time It is a bit. But I suppose, like we were saying, it's kind of early days for the genre. Really so, early days. It, you know, like I said, things that changed over time. They developed, they improved their model. Yeah. How many RTS games are there now? It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, it's I don't really like the latest games. I think they're no, too I fiddly. Like, yeah. I like the. I've never been massive into them, but there seems to be loads now. Yeah. Just like I, I kind of lost playing those sort of games probably after Warcraft Three. That was probably my last ever sort of playing that game. You know. That was a while ago. It was a while ago. <laughs> I, haven't really, I haven't really played a good Total Annihilation, maybe, and that was that's years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> but. The, you know, simple game, not you know, different missions. You know, each level you've got a different mission to do. You've got to destroy the units. But the, another big con of the game, I think, is the AI, the artificial intelligence. It's not very smart. No. The, the enemies. Okay. So, for example, the enemies, they will literally go towards your base in a, in a direct route. Yeah. And yeah. if you oh, drive past okay. them, yeah, they don't even they, they'll ignore you. Yeah, so there's no. Uh, and another, and this kind of is links to AI as well. If you want to click. Uh, and trying to attack a unit behind behind a wall, you have to actually click physically around the wall. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have to click right then up. You can't just it won't make oh, a nice okay. own route. Yeah, okay. And another way, and it's a bit of a cheat really, so it's a little cheat alert here if you want to learn how to easily win the game. One of the best stra- strategies that my, me and my brothers found out was literally go to the top corner of of, of, of the the map and then kind of go go long, along the edge of it, find the base and. They're not expecting that. You can literally go right go behind. Oh, okay. You can go around, and it, they're not smart enough to, to realize that. So it, it, like but you're like, skirting around the edge. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a shame. And, it, and at the time, it's like, oh, look, we, we can defeat these. I guys never knew that. I could have completed the game a lot quicker. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. Now this is where we might have a little debate actually, because I think this game works brilliantly with a mouse. It's, <laughs> it, it's made for a mouse. I don't see how this game could work on the Mega Drive personally. It, it does. does. Well, it does work because me and Keith both played it. Yeah. And it does so, work so, yeah, on the Mega Drive. So there, there you go. Do you know why it works? Go on then, let's It's let's because it. it's all with the elegance of moving the cursor around with the D-pad. Yeah. And some games get it spot on and other games fail miserably yes. at it. Whereas, dude, it just felt right. You, yeah. It's not... And because I suppose, because the AI wasn't... It wasn't as clever as it could be... So the difficulty curve wasn't, you know, as sharp as it, it might have been. Then it, it, make, it makes for a good experience on the Mega Drive. Good. I really like it. I actually think it works, and and because because you don't need to draw a square ah, yeah, to select lots of different yeah. vehicles. You just kick the it one that if you if Command and Conquer wouldn't have worked on the Mega Drive. Because you want to take your three and four of your tanks and then send them over there. Interesting. It'd be yeah. harder to draw a. A box with the D-pad because you have to hold down a button and 
kind of go left and down and it would be awkward. But just p- clicking one thing and then clicking where it needs to go, it, right. it does yeah. work. Okay. Like a cannon fodder is another one that yeah. works okay on the Mega Drive. Which, which again, I'm a ca- when I play cannon fodder, it's in the Amiga. Mm. And I'm, I'm used to the Amiga controls. And I think, yeah. again, I think to myself, how can that ever work on the Mega well, Drive? Lemmings worked on the Mega Drive. It, oh, well. yeah, Lemmings is another one. So, just like, like you said, as long as they get the movement of the cursor right, yeah. it can work with a D pad. And when there's only one thing to select, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, things like Command and Conquer just wouldn't have worked because you need to select like multiple. I'm thinking that multiple, that was, I'm sure that was released on the PlayStation, something you know the how how they did it then. I'm just thinking. Ooh, ooh, need to have a look yeah. at that though. That's not better with the on the mind you the analog sticks oh, came later that. as well. Yeah, I don't know. That's one for another time. It is one. <laughs> but again, it's a game that brings back lots of good memories for me. I used to play it all the yeah. time. You, uh, you know, it's, it's a genre I really like the idea of like, like I said, resource management, looking after the spice and laying down your bases and making sure you put the right the foundations in place and so put down the concrete slabs first, building your little uh, Silos and yeah. uh, military bases and building bigger units. I, I I loved it. You know, June two. If you, I reckon it it could hold up a little bit today. But I suppose if you're used to the more sort of technical RTS games, it might be like, well, where's that feature? But like like we said, it's, yeah, it suppose, laid the foundations. Yeah, if you want to go back and see where it all started, yeah. those kind of games and Herzog's way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Try them out. Now we? talking about this, you know, before I wrap this sort of review, sort of retrospective up. Uh, there was a June 2000 released. So uh, it was almost like a sequel slash remastered version of, of June, okay. June. June 2. Yeah. And it was again made by Westwood Studios. Uh, what year do you reckon that was released? Year 2000? <laughs> no. 99. 1998. 1998. Uh, okay. Now I played this, I actually played this a few weeks ago. I thought, oh, I've never played June 2000. So I got it down on my computer, managed to find a copy online for free. And it's alright. You know, it's, it's just a slightly more polished version of June 2. It's, Pretty much the same things going on, but I, I did enjoy it. What's the AI like in that? I think it, they've improved things. I do oh, think, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, you can select more units this time. I think they, they improved the AI a little bit. Oh. So it wouldn't work on Mega Drive then. What was that released then? Was it just like PC? That was, I think, just on the PC. Yeah. That was on PC, and there was actually another future game, one final game called Emperor Battle for June, <laughs> and that was released in two thousand and one. Oh. There you go. So before I before I uh, sort of wrap it up completely. Frank Klopaki. Oh, yeah. yeah. Frank, good old Frank Klopaki. Now, he's the guy that, that made the music for Gene 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when we, we're lucky enough to... Uh, to have caught up with him. To caught up with him recently. Yeah. So he's, he's a bit of a ledge when it comes to the RTS games. He's he'd done all the music on Command & Conquer, mm-hmm. Red Alert. His back catalogue is very, very impressive, actually. But his first ever lead game, I believe, where he was in charge of the full music was on Gene 2. And a little interesting fact of that, and he's... He first worked at West, uh, Westwood uh, as, a, as a tester, a game tester. But when he went, they said, oh, do a bit of music as well. And they slowly integrated him into the games. 17 at the time. Wow. Can you imagine? 17 and making waves in, in the gaming industry back then. I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was 17, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing, uh, well, playing instruments and testing games for Westwood. I think, I think that um, Alistair Brimble might have been that. Yeah, there was a lot back then. A lot of young, good music composers got into gaming. Fair enough. So you can see interviews with both of those guys on the website. Yeah, check it out. It's a good read. And thank you, Frank, for doing a really good interview. So overall, June, it opened, I think, it really, really opened the doors to future RTS games. Is it officially the first RTS game? No. Not quite. Not quite, but it, it... 
laid a lot of the, the, the future sort of things in place. Foundations. The foundations. Yeah. Just like a good base, you need good strong foundations. <laughs> Never build a base actually on June 2 without good foundations. <laughs> the bases will... Good tip. Over time, they, they, sort, of, they, 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 they <laughs> sort of depreciate and they, they can sort of uh, actually break down eventually. So good little tip there. Excellent. So yeah, check it out, June 2. Brilliant. said earlier June 2 had a bit of a sequel called June 2000 now what year was that released do you remember 98 well done you're, yeah you're I was listening was that no, <laughs> he was Keith, listening just Keith Wayne. I win 1998 now I was thinking there's quite a few games where they put the, the 2000 at the end don't they can you think of any top of your head no there is a lot there is a lot okay. so June 2000 released in 1998 so I thought I'd play a little game called Millennium Oh, oh, I like that. I was going to start like singing that. the Robbie Williams song, don't, Millennium. No, I don't like But then I, I remember we like our listeners. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to offend We don't want to offend no, I like that Millennium. So I'm going to we'll kick off with Gene 2. And right. the, the game is quite simple. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably start with, uh, I'll start with Keith this time. Go on then. So I'll, I'll say Gene 2 and say, obviously released in 1998. And I'll give you a following game. And do you what think that came it? out, even though it's got 2000 oh. in the title, oh, okay. was it, when was okay. it actually released? Was it earlier or later wow. than June? Do you understand? And yeah. then, then if you get that right, you move on to the next game. And, and was it earlier or later than the previous game? Do you understand? Yeah. So p- potentially, Dylan might not even get a go on I might not even get a go. No. But if Keith gets on wrong, it goes straight to Dylan. And whoever gets to the final game, the final chain, whether you win or lose, whoever wins or loses the final game, does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah, do it. So, do it. Let's go. Let's go. so Keith. As, you, as I said earlier, June 2000 was released in 1998. Do you think F1 2000 on the PlayStation was released later or earlier? Later. Correct. It was actually released in the year 2000, believe it or not. Right, that's actually that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still with Keith then. Do you think, it probably starts a bit easy, but it gets tougher. Right. SimCity 2000, later or earlier than F1 2000? I'm going to say later. Uh-uh. Oh. SimCity 2000 was released in 1993 what? on the PC. I knew that. <laughs> so it goes straight back to the So you remember that date, okay. 1993? 93, yeah. Tempest 2000 on the Jaguar. Oh, later. Oh. It was later, but only by one year, 1994. Oh, you sound very confident. Very confident, yeah. So we're, we're, still, we're still with Dylan. All right. How about NBA Jam 2000, which was released on the N64? Oh, later. Yeah, well done. So we're still with them. Grand Prix Free Season 2000, which was released on Windows. Oh, uh, before. Incorrect. Oh. It was it was later, and it was released in 2001. Whoa. Believe right. it or not. So, right, so we're in 2001 now. Okay. We're in 2001, so we're, we're back with Keith now. 
So it, this game's called V2000, or sometimes known as Virus 2000, and it was released on the PlayStation. Earlier. Well done. 1998. Okay. How about Gunship 2000? Ooh. This is a bit of a clue here. So it, it was released on the Amiga. So it should be earlier. Good. It was earlier. <laughs> 1993. Still with Keith. Faceball 2000, which was a SNES game, apparently. Never heard of oh, it. Oh, right, so I've heard of it. It's terrible. Earlier or later than 1993? Oh, it's got to be earlier. It is. Slightly earlier. One year earlier, 1992. It's like a first-person thing. Oh, is it? It takes place in like a tiny oh, tiny gosh. window. And, it, yeah, it's really bad. But anyway, go on. There you go. <laughs> so there's two games left. Oh no! So if Keith can get these two games in a row, oh. you've won. If you lose the last one, I say. So where are we? Nineteen ninety-two. Nine ninety-two. Defender two thousand, which was released on the Jaguar. Oh, later. Correct. And the last game can Keith take the crown? <laughs> <laughs> and this is a, this is a, this is a tough one. Breakout two thousand also released on the Atari Jaguar. Oh, so what year was the one we just had? Nineteen ninety-six. I had to finish with the Jaguar, didn't I? Oh, yeah. yeah. Incorrect. Oh! And this is me being a bit sneaky. I didn't want it. I won it by default. It's won it by default. Default. <laughs> That's the last game. <laughs> so, but Defender 2000. I've got a last right answer. Anyway, go on. Defender 2000 <laughs> was released in 1996. Yeah. Breakout 2000 was also released in 1996. Oh. But, Defender 2000 was February and Breakout was in December. Oh, man. So, because Keith lost the last game. Dylan wins. Oh wow! That's the first time I've beaten Keith in one of your games. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, I was, I was going for the hat trick. I think. Yeah, unlucky. This course for a celebration. So there you go, guys. If there's any other better Millennium sort of games, let us know. Okay, so now we're going to talk about a classic. It's fair to call it a classic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or a pair of classics. Fair. Not Reebok classics. Not Reebok classics. No. no, but you know, same kind of time. Yeah. It's Road Rash One and Two. Hey. Road Rash One and Two. One and Two. Not we're going three. to take them. No, Not I feel three. like One and Two go together nicely. <laughs> and also Three was. Yeah. Meh. So Road Rash One and Two on the Sega Mega Drive. Brilliant. Mm. Um, Road Rash 1 was released in 1991 so we're going back full 25 years now wow, wow the Rooney yeah Electronic Arts um, before we get into it do you guys know what Road Rash is? yeah Road Rash you know Road I guess Rash I'm going to guess because I don't actually ride bikes I'm guessing Road Rash is um, maybe like chafage on the seat maybe <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or I've maybe, heard it called that or maybe when you fall off ah yeah. Often maybe you get obviously your your leathers only protect you so so far. So maybe that kind of maybe that's road. It's the, road it's the name for the friction burns you get on ah, the road if you come. Look out. at me. There you go. There you go. Woof, I yeah. think he sounded like he knew that. Now maybe. But yeah, so it's it's a racing game, but it's there's a bit more to it than that. Tell us what's what more to it. Okay, so 
before before Road Rash, motorbike racing on games super consoles was restricted to what Super Hang On. Yeah, maybe a bit bike. of excite bike. Yeah, bike. Mm. Um, but not much else. So it was about time that you know, mm. good bike racing game came along. Paperboy on the older. Paperboy, yeah. not really a bicycle. <laughs> We're not really counting Paperboy, but you know it's on two wheels, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for for us two wheel fans, <laughs> you know, a game like Road Rash was greeted, you know, with open arms. Yeah. And um, the way it works, you start off, you join the race, basic bike, but it's illegal street racing. Ooh. It's not your typical circuit racing, and it's a it's a scrolling racing game in the mold of your outruns and superman, etc. Mm. Um, but there's a bit more to it. There's other riders to worry about mm. who will not just ride past you; they will also try and hit you. What? Yeah. Kicks. Well, this was the big gimmick for Road Rash. Yeah. Obviously, they've oh. added violence. Would real um, bikers do this to each other? Not the ones I've met. I mean, they're generally <laughs> quite friendly. I mean, if you've met some very unpleasant Hell's Angels, they might. Oh, if you no. looked at them funny or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, no, so you're up against 14 other riders with various mm. silly names like Butch and Lester and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're racing for prize money um, or various courses set in various places around the US of A. Um, you win prize money to boost your bike. You can go up a level, etc., etc. Um, you got to watch out for the cops, of course. And oncoming traffic. And oncoming traffic and cows that just sort of stand the, in the road. What was up with those cows, man? Seriously, yeah, cows and deer, signage, etc. Um, but the cool thing about this, which you never got in other racing games at the time, if you hit something, you come flying off your bike. Mm. You what looks like air. about... You literally fly through the air for yeah. what looks like a mile down die, the road. You would die, let's be honest. You would die. You would that, you um, feel like Superman for a bit. You do, you do feel like Superman. And then you eventually come to a stop... And then you run back to your bike. But, I mean, you don't even have to run back to the bike. You can just run around if you want. That's true. You, run back to the, you can just run in the other... You can try and run you, the race. Can you finish the race by running? I don't think so. Oh, well, I think you can. Um, can you? Actually, I, I remember once, I think it was quite near the, the end and the finish line, and I mm. hit... I hit an oncoming car. Did you go flying over the flying line? Flying and it f- that finished. It's oh, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure you can actually finish the race by just running across the line. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> that is really cool. <laughs> not the best way. Let's be honest, listeners. That's not the best way to finish a road rash. No, um, no, that's race. not a good tip. No, it's that's a bad tip. I'll <laughs> retract that. But this game can be brutal, though. I mean, you could be leading a race. You'll come around a bend and hit a cow or something. Fly two miles down the road. And on the way, on your way back to the bike, you'll get run over by a car. Yeah. You'll get hit by some more bikes. Yeah. And you get sent flying back down the road. Even and if before you, go, you know yeah, it, yeah, I've found that even if you go off the road and run on the side of the road, you still get hit by something. Before oh, you wow. know it, you're in last place, and you're thinking, "How the hell did that happen?" But then that's one of the great things about road rush. It's that kind of random element. Mm. Um, but you can get that back though, quite a lot. That, and that's happened to me a few times. Yeah, you can. I've managed to get back yeah, in the race, you and you know. Plow a few more people and yeah. get, to, get back to the front. I remember it as being a very hard game, like difficult. I found it difficult. It's actually... okay to start with, yeah, but the difficulty to yeah, as you try and progress through the stages, it even, does get harder. Even stage one, I found yeah. difficult. Put my hands up. So yeah, well, obviously one of the other things that kind of stands out from other racing games is you've got a life bar, ah, and so does your bike, ah. So obviously you can't crash 
you know, 50 times, the bike will explode eventually. Yeah, you run um, back to it. Yeah, you, and it, you yeah, run back to it, it and it explodes yeah. on you. Like, Thanks a lot for that. Yeah. <laughs> it, could, it could have exploded before I got to yeah, it. Yeah, explodes and I think it says wrecked. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the mic would have picked that up, but hopefully it, it did. That was an impromptu ambulance going past my window right there. That could be a guy flying through your window in a minute. Yeah, actually, yeah. I hope not. Um, so you've got yeah, you've got your life bar. So when you're actually on the bike, you can attack. How do you? Your is, it, is it punching or kicking? Punching. punching. Yeah. So right. if you press on the Mega Drive pad, if you press the C button. You'll punch can, to the sides where can there's you an enemy. Pick up chains? Am I talking? Yep. Yeah, Some yeah. enemies will try and swing a metal chain ah. or a club at you, and if you press the attack button at just the right time, you go yoink. You can snatch it. Take it from them. And then, and you know, there's not you, many things more fun than running along hitting people in the head. Do you know what chain. this reminds me of? I, I, I haven't played Ray, Ray Rush that much, but mm. completely different game, but there's a very similar element for Full Throttle. Remember that point and click adventure game? Oh, yeah, Full Throttle. There's, there's oh, a I've bit in it. it. Not it's, it's not a LucasArts yeah. game, really. Well, you have that kind of like versus kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I think okay. Full Throttle came. Full Throttle came after Ray Rush, I'm sure. So but there's that. a very similar. They will wait for the remastered version. Let's wait for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward, looking to, that. forward to that. But yeah, it's very similar. You drive your motorbike and you can yeah. kick and punch and mm-hmm. I think you can get weapons. Oh, wow. Yeah, Full Throttle definitely sold that. <laughs> yeah, they did. I'm going to have to check that out. It sounds like yeah. it's right up my alley. Um, yeah, so obviously your life, but on the lower levels, it takes maybe a couple of hits to knock your opponents off. But you're quite resilient. You can take a few punches. Mm. Um I, I, find, I always found it really hard to hit people. I just end up bashing bikes together. And it's easier with it's the chain, I think. Or once um, you get one of the weapons, it yeah, is easier. As soon as you get the but chain, when you're throwing fists left and right, yeah, I just end up crashing, so I try and concentrate on the yeah, racing instead. Yeah. Um, but the, one of the good things about this, although it's kind of a typical scrolling racing game, the tracks really feel like there's lots of ups and downs mm. and hills, and some of the jumps you do are ridiculous. You jump, you know, go flying up there. And... Um, it's quite, it feels quite dynamic. You know, That's one of the annoying things though, like say if you're just going, as in real life, yeah. if you're being, you know, trying to overtake someone, say if they're, they're on the right side of the road, you're going mm. on the wrong side of the road, you're coming up to Little Hill, you know what's going on, you know, yeah. you know, oh, you know yeah. what's down the side of the road. It's a car, it? There you go, boom, there's your race. <laughs> you really have to have your wits about you as well, because quite often you'll go to one side of the road to avoid an oncoming car, and there'll be the smallest of gaps before a car coming up behind, and it's just, whoa. <laughs> But it's awesome it's, you know, it's, off, though. Oh, yeah. There's a real sense yeah. of, ooh, I'm a badass. Yeah. yeah. Although before, there's a sense of panic as you try panic? and work it Panic and followed badass. by badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you do, you have to be really wary of the police because the cops are about and you'll hear the siren. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fine, you can normally outrun them, but if you crash anywhere near them, so oh, but done. if you crash while you can hear the siren, you are done. You're busted. You're busted. You're in They'll jail. They'll come and arrest you, you get thrown in jail, you get fined. It's not good time. That's the thing about illegal road racing. It, you, it, you know, caught. yeah. You can't get caught, Adrian. Well, if you can't do the crime, yeah. If you can't do the time, don't, don't do, do the, the crime. crime. Yeah, Adrian, yeah. when you're in your when well, you're on your Ducati, <laughs> like tomorrow, yeah. you need to calm down, sir. That's yeah. right, I do. You need Steady to relax on. a bit. <laughs> so obviously that's going to lead to fines, and you'll lose money, and then you can't upgrade your bike. And so uh, it's not good. It's not oh, good. That would suck. It would suck. Now the reason I wanted to group Road Rush 1 and 2 together was because Road Rush 1 is a great game uh. played it the other day it's still fun but it's lacking it what had, is it lacking it's for? lacking two player mode Duh! come on why would you make a game like that where you can ride motorbikes and 
hit each other in the head. That's not like a two-player game. And make it a one-player game. Come you on. Could say, you could say that EA were being very clever and say, well, you've got to withhold the simultaneous two-player. Hold it back. This well, one. They and then just make, make the same game again. Yeah. For two-player. I mean, it is a two-player game, technically. But it's not really. You can take no. turns. You had yeah. loads of those take, take turns, games, man. And that's not really the same. I could just hand you the controller and you could take turns. It's, it's not, that's not, not two players. That's not two player, though. So the following year, again, well, yeah, just, not, just a year, year later, 1992, well, we got Road Rash 2. They didn't have to do much, let's be honest. They had the, they not had really. The we got, they had the engine, pardon the pun. That's a good one. Very nice. <laughs> vroom, vroom. <laughs> it's pretty much the same game. There's some, a few little tweaks here and there. I think slightly better looking, maybe. Um, yeah. Different tracks, obviously. I think there's a few different bikes. Um, but yeah, it's the addition of that split-screen two-player mode, which, which we like. We like. Yeah. We need to play this right now, guys. After we do. See, it makes you want to go play. play. I do. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and um, it just adds a whole new dimension to it. It's so much more fun in two-player. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that was. I think people liked Road Rash One. I think it was pretty well reviewed at the time. Ninety percent, I think. It I got think well. so. But right when Road Rash Two came along, that was Stone Cold wow. classic. Um, it just made a change, I think, because a lot of those game, racing games at the time, your outruns and the hang-ons. Lotus on the Amiga. All, yeah, Lotus, Lotus Turbo yeah, Challenge, yeah. all classics, but you know, you're know you racing against the clock and there's not really much more to it than that. Yeah, that checkpoint thing gets tired. Yeah, it gets a bit old, but there is that you don't have to worry about in this. You just race. Uh, hit people. Yeah, and that's one, one of the things about race. Sometimes in those kind of games... Oh, I'm not going to finish in the top three, so I'm not going to get this much prize money. I'm not going to qualify. And if you don't make those checkpoints, it's actually quite disheartening. Mm. Going back to Lotus, I was just playing that the other day, you know, just for a laugh. And even that first level on the first Lotus, not getting to the end of the stage is a real downer. Yeah. It's like a super downer. <laughs> no. yeah. Dylan's still sad right now. I'm still <laughs> sad. I'm still so sad about Lotus. Cheer up, Dylan. Yeah. It's all right. But the thing with Road Rash is, even even if you feel, oh, I'm not going to get in the top three, you, may, you might have a bad run of crashes. Yeah. But you still got that feeling like, oh, do you know what? What the hell? I'm going to finish the race anyway. Have a bit of fun. Knock some people off. See Take where out I, your anger. See where I can get to. Yeah, because it's quite, it seems to me to be quite fair in how far you fall behind. So if you do have a crash, if you're leading and you have a crash, you you seem to be able to catch up pretty quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it doesn't, yeah it doesn't even though you leave. fly for about a mile even though you fly and you've had to spend 10 minutes riding or running back to your bike yeah um, so because because I think if it was sort of too realistic in that regard it yeah. would just be like eh, start, start again quit the race but there isn't that and it's it's, it's a fun thing to just carry on mm. and see Good. what you can get to see what weapons you can get and so on um, but yeah it's kind of it's gone down in history really it's a bit of a classic for the Mega Drive Road Rash 2 is arguably Definitely top ten Mega Drive games ever. Arguably bold top claims. Five. That is a very bold claim. Mm. It's definitely up there, and and the thing to put it up there, without wishing to bang on and on about it, is the multiplayer aspect. Yeah. I I, I don't want to have a go at Road Rash or Road Rash Two. Don't. Oh well, I have a look. <laughs> I do think though, does it have the quite the same fun as like Micro Machines? You know, and it's a um, different, different racing different game. Different kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that will all stand out to me as a, the real top racing game on that kind of era for me personally. I know, I know you're in the cars. Yeah, really, but I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I, know. I mean, we love micro machines as well. We do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. I guess road. Uh, 
I'm a biker. I love bikes. Even, yeah, as, a, even as a kid, I love motorbikes. So for me, road rash was like, yeah. And as great as Micro Machines is, that stop startiness of like obviously getting the points and stuff, I d- it's not quite for me. I, I, I do like it. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's fun. I probably don't like it as, as much as a lot of people. But okay. that's. I get that. Starting. I kind of, when people say racing game, I don't automatically think of Micro Machines. No, it's more of a it's party like a game. Battle. That's what I was going to yeah, say. It's more like a, it's party, more like a battle, game. like a party game. It's a brilliant party game, Micro mm. Machines. Mm. Absolutely. But yeah, for sort of. Road Rash 2 is a racing game. Two player Sweet. racing with a bit of healthy violence thrown in. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you can beat Road Rash 2. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, it, it was one that I thought, oh yeah, let's review Road Rash. Most people have played it, but there might be some people that haven't. They've probably mm. heard of it. Um, mm. But yeah, it's definitely played. I would, lo- I would love to see a modern Road Rash. That would be awesome. Um, I mean, I won't go into it too much, but to touch on the sequels, there was, there was a Road Rash 3 for the Mega Drive. Um, they started to use like pre-rendered sprites. Yeah, it didn't stuff. look as didn't it look actually great. looked worse. Mm. I think there's a really good version on the 3DO apparently. Oh, whoa! A good yeah, game on the 3DO. it's supposedly one of Who's the very one of best versions of Road Rash. The same game is on the PlayStation, good. but apparently the ver- version on the, the 3DO is the best one. Wow! And then they awesome. they did make a full-on kind of polygon one, I think, on the PS1. Ooh. I can't oh, no. remember. Sounds a bit. It's Oof. ugly as hell and it Oof. doesn't play very well. Yeah. And that was that was sort of late nineties, and that was the last we heard of Road Rash. Oh. And I, but I think there's definitely a place for it now. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to see that happen. Somebody make it happen. Quick. EA make it happen. Quick question, Keith. Go on. If you do actually suffer from Road Rash, Oof. what's the best ailment? How would you? Oh, uh, what to keep it clean? Yeah. And. Go to a hospital, probably. Okay. Go to a hospital. That's a good thing. Keep, keep it clean, man. Yeah. I had mild road rash when I fell off a bicycle and it was full of grit. It was horrible. Oh, no. So, yes, always wear your helmet and leathers and all protective <laughs> gear because so do you want to road rashes through, are bad. Yeah, bad do you want to rattle through some scores for, scores. for combined road rashes? For, <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit awkward, bad. I suppose. Should we give scores for road rash 2? Yeah, let's Should just, we, I know yeah. we just do road, about rash, two road rash 1. So, yeah, first one, graphics. Graphics. I'm going to say three. Yeah. It's not. It's not the best looking game ever, but it's, it's it scrolls really smoothly. Mm-hmm. It's nice and colourful. Backgrounds do get a bit samey, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a three. Yeah, that's yeah, valid. I think um, it's fair. It's not ugly, but it doesn't make you go wow. Sound. I've got a bit of a soft spot for some of the music. If you, if anyone, good. If, I like you it. like it. If anyone's played a lot of like early '90s electronic arts Mega Drive games. Oh man! <laughs> oh crazy! Yeah, um, they've got that kind of twangy sound. Um, Whoever did that twangy music? We yeah, I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna play some in this review just to on, give you an get idea. Get yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit Marmite. Yeah, yeah, I, I quite like I I've got it. a soft spot for some of I it. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much of it's just memories or what, but it's pretty it's pretty good. Um yeah. and there's some good there's some good digitized voices when you yeah. get hit or when you come flying off the Could bike you... and go, Ah oh, Is that the imitation? That was my imitation. Ah! Out of five. Sound. Uh three. Three, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Gameplay. Gameplay. Five. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, that's right, you heard me. Yo, it's wowza. easy to pick up and play. It's wow. e- if it feels fast, that's one thing I've mentioned, it feels fast. Mm. Mm. 
You know, it really gives you that sense of speed going up. And I it's, back that. I back that. Five it's so play. playable, and it. obviously with the two player in there as well, mm-hmm. you can come back to it again and again. Yeah, I'm still coming back to it 25 years later. So that's, okay. it. that's it. Five. Difficulty curve. Difficulty curve. It does get hard in the later levels. Um, I probably a bit steep. I, I, a I think steep. it's a little steep. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit. Is that, is that the hill? Uh, <laughs> we do halves, don't we? I'm going to get. I say two and a half. Yeah, maybe starts to get a bit yeah. unfair the later you get yeah. in the game. But longevity, you just said that you keep, you keep coming back to it. Four, four out of five. Four yeah. out of five. Yeah. Come, I wouldn't be playing it now. I mean, it's easy. Yes, I suppose there's a lot of games like that. It might just be for nostalgia's sake, but I don't think this is. It's because it's fun still to play. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I'll give it a four. It is one of those games that you can just pick up and play. It's, yeah. And it's still fun. Yeah. I think it and has you can that. grab someone and say, "Let's play some Road Rash," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah. come on." Let's it do doesn't it. have a lot of like. Okay, it has your. The, the career mode and then it's got the um, the, uh, the versus mode but it doesn't need like loads of other options because it's really. a fun game it's mm. it has longevity in the sense that you just keep going back to it yeah yeah it's great four yeah boom overall like that. overall it's a stone cold classic for me isn't it stone cold I'm, classic I'm gonna yeah we'll, let's say four out of five four out road five. rush two on the Sega Mega Drive yeah it sounds like a very good game with we'll a debatable game. yeah with a debatable point five on that it's a debatable yeah. 4.5 it's, deba- it's, it's one of the very best games on the Mega Drive if you haven't played it how have you not played it how have you not played you this must people? rectify this situation yeah. immediately as yeah. soon as you've listened to yeah. this um, avoid the road rash though and avoid the road rash yes this is a public safety announcement sponsored by Arcade Attack Listeners, as you listen, as you just heard there, that was surely. If if you were to hear that music, that would lead you straight to what uh, the game was, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. yeah. It sounds just like the film. Yeah, it's, it's obviously the Home Alone theme tune, isn't it? <laughs> it's not. It just isn't. Oh my word! So yeah, Home Alone on the Mega Drive. How to take a Christmas movie and not make it a Christmas game? Correction: How to take one of the best Christmas movies? Oh yeah. It's a classic in my hat, in my eyes. Definitely. I mean, come on. I mean, I must have watched that film about 20, 30 times on VHS. VHS. Yeah. Not the cinema, man. I'm not like a rich, I wasn't rich. <laughs> no, you know? I never saw it at the cinema. Couldn't have gone down there, but yeah, twenty at least at least twenty times on VHS. That that Christmas, I think. Even it's such a great <laughs> film. Video, but. John Hughes, one of his. Well, I don't think I love John Hughes. John Hughes was a genius, it, it, I think. Yeah. Um, and if he had seen this. He would have he would have been scratching his head. It's talking about the game now. The game, yeah, the game. So the film came out in 1990. Wow, mm. I remember when that came out. So yeah. we, we would have been. I remember seeing it, but I mean, wow. We would have been eight years old. Wow, yeah. when it came out. So how then, old is Kevin supposed to be in the film? He must be about eight. eight. Is it eight? Really he's out. Yeah. So we're literally looking at a mirrored version of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. My house wasn't that big. No, mine yeah, wasn't either. Big right. house. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, my older brother didn't own a tarantula. Oh no! <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Like we, we always, yeah, you, you might have just hidden it from you. So, <laughs> so the the Nintendo versions uh, of the film came out in 1991. Right. 
Now, the Sega versions, so I'm talking the I, uh, Master System. I own one of them. The Master System version, mm-hmm. Mega Drive version, I think there might have been a Game Gear version as well, came out in 1992. Ooh. So they had a good two years to think about the what, what they were going to do with this. But, so, the Nintendo versions yeah. all focus on trying to escape Harry and Marv, so the Wet Bandits. Right? Yes. So that's essentially it. So, you know, listeners, if you've not seen Home Alone, Home Alone, <laughs> Home Alone is essentially Macaulay Culkin gets left by his family in the house and these two robbers are trying to rob the house. It's like the apple of their eye of the street. If you see that house, it probably is. It's massive. It's huge. How many many TVs are in that house? It's beautiful. Yeah. So so they had a good two years to think about it. So the Nintendo versions focus on trying to run away from the Wet Bandits. Uh, But the Mega Drive version, which I'm going to cover now, focuses on you trying to save the whole neighbourhood. Now, in the film, right... Macaulay has a hard enough time trying to feed himself. Well, Kevin, if you want to be out Kevin, yeah. yeah. Oh, let's talk, yeah, that's true. No, not Macaulay, because Macaulay was probably fed. He might have a bit of trouble feeding himself these days. He's not doing too well, oh, is no, Macaulay? that's but... true, that's true. <laughs> and Macaulay, if you're listening, um, oh, yeah, sorry. get better soon. Yeah. Um, so Kevin has a hard enough time feeding himself, and, you know, uh, he doesn't. He eventually gets to knowing he, how to order he, the pizza he mans up doesn't he yeah, and, he yeah he steps up to the plate he steps up to the plate but in the Mega Drive version of the game we say hey Kevin not, <laughs> not only are you going to keep yourself safe <laughs> but you have to keep the wet bandits away from robbing four of your neighbours well, that's five houses if you why see, can't they defend themselves are all his neighbours on holiday they're all it, on holiday in the, no, holiday in the film time. most of them are away most are of the houses are, 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 are empty yeah apart from Shovely Joe man Oh, yeah. We like Shovely Joe. Is he in the game? He don't think he's in the game. Oh. Actually, I can't, can't remember seeing him, but yeah. So you've got Shovely Joe who's not gone on holiday. The rest of the street are on holiday. <laughs> so so the game is odd in the sense that it's 40 minutes each time you play it. So minutes. you've got to keep the wet bandits at bay from these five houses until the police get there. So the police get there and, and are 40 minutes later and depending on how many houses you save depending on whether you complete the game or not so needless wow. to say you've got to save the whole street in order for, in order a, for a six year old not eight year old an eight year old that's, that's a big responsibility yeah. <laughs> and a lot of pressure so yeah so how did you get about to these houses mm. I hear you ask well <laughs> he, walk, ask? he walks he'll probably field. walk he's quite close by him. Yeah. Oh, why walk when you can sled now that annoys me because <laughs> the sled bit even though it's an iconic bit of the film is, it's about a minute long the sled bit in the film. <laughs> and it's is, inside the house. Yeah. It's inside the house. Well, it actually does shoot out the door to, shoot to the, the front door, garden, but that's it. It's just <laughs> So basically, the sled bit is him going downstairs, flying yeah. out of the house, and then thinking, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, yes. But in the game... Also, it looks kind of flat where his house is, so yeah. how does he sled around? Does he have husky dogs? This is the thing. This must be like some self, <laughs> self-propelled sled. Well, it's a motorised sled. Yeah. Because there's okay. this really annoying theme music whilst you're in that bit of the game so it's a bit like a map section of the game I suppose and the sled goes on its own accord and makes this horrible sound oh god so I don't know is he using like wind to power it or how how is this (laughs) thing we don't only only the guys who actually made the game actually actually know why that was so so you fling around the house and it's fine so so that's one bit of the game now the next bit is completely random because it took me a good few goes at playing it to work out what order the wet bandits actually do the houses. Ah. So 
if you're trying to play it, say if someone tells you, okay, you've got one, one shot of playing it and you've got to play it, you've got to go kamikaze. You have to go like pinging around these houses. Really? So you go into the house and when you first go into the house, it gives you a map of traps that you can set in the house. So that's pretty similar. We to like the traps, film. yeah. So you've got your marbles, you've got your um, like a flame thing, sort of thing you can put on the doors and you've got tacks and things that you can set down. So there's traps that you can put around Good. the house. So you do that, and then the next bit. Then as soon as you do that, you actually see uh, Kevin go through the go through the house where houses you're in, and you go around collecting power ups and things. And but they're all in really hard to reach places. So the only way that you can get to some of these power ups is to fling around in the sled, smashing up snowmen. Yeah. So you fling around in the sled, smash up snowmen, and there's sometimes tires underneath. That so bit in the you, film I remember really well. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so then you, and then you take the tyres and then you put them in the houses to get the power up. So oh, right. you get things wow. that power up your weapons. So I'll come to that in a moment as well. So so it does that. And then, it, and then again, if the wet bandits aren't in the house, then you just fling around to the next house, etc., etc. It's really, mm. it's really, um, I can't, it, it doesn't, it, the, the, the amount of times I've played it now, it's really done my head in. Because there's no, there's no. Lo- I suppose if they did make it logical, it'd make it a lot easier. In fact, you'd walk the game in about, in about twenty. So minutes. you have no idea which house they're going to target first. No. So you go kamikaze them, and you go, you keep going into the houses until you bump into them. So this is the third bit. So the the first bit is the the sled bit, yeah. and you've got to set the traps, and then the third bit you have to inflict pain on the web pack. Good pain, good old fashioned pain, old fashioned pain. which right. is one of the best bits in the film. Let's see, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. The, the film was all about inflicting as much pain on him to make them leave. And yeah. I think he actually, Kevin was a clever guy. He managed to lead them into the other house and the police got him without Kevin actually being implicated at all, which is That's genius, let's mm. be honest. It's <laughs> genius. But with this, you have to inflict as much pain on the wet band as, as you can when you, when you come across them. Now, you, st- you start off with a, with a BB gun, but there are certain power-ups and things you collect from the different houses to combine with that to make different weapons right so my favourite one is uh, the glue gun but they call it the glue mortar oh. so what it does <laughs> sounds it pretty hard lobs yeah so rather than shooting you know um, ball bearings it lobs this massive glue like balloon on, on, on Harry and Marv and they just go like that and they just like right. you just glue them like Vroom. Well, actually, that sounds more like the sequel because they're called the Sticky Bandits in the second Sticky Bandits. Ah, right. yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a little <laughs> nod towards the future. Maybe they, they saw the future or something. I think, actually, by the time this version came out, uh, Home Alone 2 had already come out. Oh, dear. We so go. Maybe, really? maybe they borrowed some of that. When did yeah. this come out, did you say? Um, this came out in 1992. So okay, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I've got a I think Home Alone 2 came out later than that. You think it was really? 10 years old? Yeah, because they made him look younger in the second film because he grew up quite a lot. So oh, to okay, try and play. Right. I might be wrong. But okay. yeah. Well, we'll say that the, the programmers then had, had some foresight then. We'll yeah, give, <laughs> yeah, we'll give them some credit. So and, uh, uh, the snowman gun is quite funny. So you can shoot them both and they both turn into snowmen nice. and then shake it up. But it's really odd because when, when you get caught by Harry and Marv in the house, all they do is hang you up. That happens in the film. It does happen in the film. But all it does is just give you sort of license, just to jump back down and inflict more pain on them. So, <laughs> so the point. Oh, but it e- each end time, the game. do you lose a finger? Because that's what they were going to try and do: bite the fingers. Oh yeah, we're going to bite the fingers off. Maybe you no, lose a finger each time. Cut. No, that didn't, make, <laughs> that didn't. That didn't actually make the cut. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so you do this, and then provided you can 
inflict as much pain. They have a little pain meter, and as long as that gets maxed out, then you save that house. In, in okay. the houses, I'm getting a little bit. Is it a top-down view or is it like a platform view? It's, it's like, like a side-on side view, view, right? right. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it sounds like an odd game. It's an odd, it's an odd, odd game, but it, it's just the way the whole thing is put together. It could have worked. Yeah, I think there are some interesting ideas there, but it looks rushed. It looks rushed. So I'm gonna, you know, the graphics are poor by Mega Drive standards. Right. Mm. When you considering this is a 1992 Mega Drive game, yeah, uh, there'd have been, you know. Same year as Streets of Rage 2. Come on, you know. Yeah. And the anim- uh, s- sometimes Harry and Marv, actually, the, the sprites look pretty decent. But then as soon as they start moving, it looks wrong. And Kevin's mm. sprite, again, just looks wrong and it's poorly animated. It looks... And the the houses themselves look like barely upgraded versions of the houses in like Bonanza Brothers or something. Right. So the, it doesn't make basic. Yeah. It doesn't make, doesn't make best use of, of the Mega Drive at all. It's a poorly put together thing, and just the gameplay, it, it could, it's putting a lot on on an eight year old boy to save the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, it's it doesn't it just doesn't work. The whole thing doesn't work. <sighs> so you know, graphics wise, it's probably I give it like two out of five, two out of five for graphics. Right. Just because I don't think the the time and the due diligence has been taken over it. It looks like it's rushed. It. A kid, a kid at the time, I suppose, someone young, we would have been 10 at the time, I think, when this came out. Yeah. Maybe maybe a six, five-year-old kid at the time would have thought it was hilarious. But we would have, you know, at the time, mm. it got slated. And it's only when I started playing this the other day, I could see why it got slated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's it's poor, the presentation is bad as well. So, you know, we talk about the that theme tune that's got a <laughs> terrible Christmas or anything. Completely random. You know, it, it, the whole thing, it's, it's put together badly. The sound effects... Are bad. Mm. There's, uh, I think there's no no use of speech in it, which the Mega Drive could have done at the time. And that would have been, have been quite yeah, funny. would have given it a bit more character. Yeah. And... The um, all the weapons seem to make the same kind of noise. Oh, so it's all thudding around. It just sounds around. lazy. It, oh, yeah, it, it sounds like a lazy. There's that awful screech that the sled makes. Oh, I'm inclined to give it one out of five for sound. It's it's that bad. And the, well. the, the, the and the music, the music in the houses. The music in the sled, it's all bad. It just doesn't go with the game. It doesn't... Home Alone... What is Home Alone? It's a Christmas film. It's a Christmas film. Yeah. Why don't they try and synthesise some Christmas tunes or something? Just make it sound vaguely Christmassy. Yeah. Just yeah. vaguely... You've got, you've, you've got the licence for Home Alone. In the background. Yeah, you've got yeah. the licence for Home Alone. That would yeah, cost you a few bob. Why can't you licence a few Christmas songs? What? Yeah. Or just make some something up with bell, bells some sleigh bells, yeah. something in it. You know? It sounds wrong. It's just, and forgetting around the place... Again, the sled thing is silly, so... Yeah, you know, gameplay-wise, did is it at all fun? It sounds like a bit thing. of a chore it's to me. No, this game is no fun. Uh, this see, game is the goes. opposite of fun. Uh. Even the bits where you're jumping around the houses and trying to, you know, exploring those five different houses, mm. which are odd. Uh, there's uh, there's a couple of normal houses and there's one futuristic house which what? has yeah yeah uh, which, there's a futuristic house that has robots oh, and God. and like <laughs> teleporter shoots rather than oh, obviously yeah. rather than stairs I, you know I didn't I didn't know the McAllisters had, had such uh, <laughs> such progressive <laughs> yeah. progressive neighbours but the gameplay is poor that, you know the oh. sled the sled thing is silly skidding skidding around smashing all the snowmen and that's no fun the the setting the laying down of the traps. Would be fun if, if they'd linked it in with Harry and Marv actually coming. Mm. 
So because it's sort of haphazard and you're you've only got a certain amount of each trap. Yeah. It's you have to. I, I found myself going pinging around to each house and putting an equal distribution of each thing in the house. Yeah. So and they they only come. They only work for you when you actually bump into the wet bandits and then they start chasing you in the house. So if they're chasing you and you've laid down some marbles, that's great because you just jump over it and then they fall over it. A bit of pain goes up on their meter. It's all haphazard, you know. You've just mm. got to spread it all around. It doesn't... If it was, okay, you have to protect this house, they're coming. Well, that, that's this the, is what that's the film. You protect your house. Yeah, but you're protecting everyone else's house with all mm. your little traps and, oh, I don't know. It's, you know, that's no fun. The yeah, so the inflicting pain is no fun. The sled bit is no fun. Uh, the setting the traps thing, which should be fun, which is essentially the most funnest bit of Homeland the film, yeah. is no fun. So Maybe when you're... so they managed to make, drain all the fun out of what was a really fun film. Yeah, and I, you know what? It's it's a really fun film. Every minute something good happens. It is. It is. So they sucked the life out of it and wow. put it into a Mega Drive cartridge. Yeah. I mean, Thanks. you know, I'm, I'm sorry if the guys who've made this are listening, but you've essentially sucked the life out of Homeland. <laughs> Which yeah. is, I think, almost an impossible mission, but they, they succeeded. It, it, is, it is an, <laughs> it's an impossible task, but they did it. Yeah. So, you know, it gameplay-wise, I hate to do this to a game, but... And, and also because there's no payoff. There's no payoff, because even when you complete the game, spoiler alert... Uh-oh. Nothing major happens. There's no, no like, nice cutscene. Does your mum come home at least? No, you don't even get, like, your mum coming home or nothing. Do you see them get arrested at least? Oh, I think, like, a, um, I think you see, like, a, like a police siren coming. Yeah, that's about it. Does, does your um, dad find a golden tooth on the floor and make that weird sort of mouth thing at the end? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. No. They could, have put, they could have put a few of these things in. There's no payoff. You see the credits. You see who made the... You see who oh, made the yeah, he credits. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, you know, I'd like to actually see, you know, actually make this worth my while, but I suppose only 40 minutes of my life. I'm not going not gonna to cry too much about it. But yeah, there's no payoff. Uh, it just, yeah, it, it feels... It just feels too random. Mm. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a whopping one out of five. Oh, that's, that's a low five. score. That's, yeah, and that is even considering... The bit I kind of liked with the the improving of the BB gun to the gun, to the glue, the glue and things. Yeah. Even with that, one out of five. One. It's one out of five. Am yeah. I am I getting confused with something else, or am I right in thinking this, this is a really rare Mega Drive game? I think it's rare on the Master System. Very rare. Now, on the Master System. Well. Very rare on the Master System, which oh, is actually ah, a different okay. game to what Dylan described. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It's unusual, isn't it? So the, the, the Nintendo games are different to the Mega Drive game. And the Masters game is also very different, which I, which I own. I'm quite proud to own it, actually. It's very rare. It was only released in Europe, apparently. I don't have a box copy, unfortunately, mm. but I've, I've got just the cart. Which is, it's not a good game, but it's, I think it's better to, yeah. than the game. Different companies did them. I Who think, did the yeah. Mega Drive game? I think um, Sega did it. It was, just, oh, it right. was a Sega, wow. I think Sega did the Mega Drive one. The Nintendo versions were done, were done by um, Bethesda. Oh, really? Who did, like, Doom and stuff. Ah. <laughs> Do you think, like... You know, because I was playing the new Doom the other day, I was like, oh, Bethesda. Oh, okay, fair enough. And then, yeah, they're the guys who did Home Alone on the Nintendo. Oh, but well, they might have made a bit. They might. They might have made a bit of crack at this than Sega did. Let's be honest. Mm. Yeah, because the the Master System game, you, you protect your, your house. Yeah, you're looking after your house. This is what it should be. That makes more and sense. You're jumping over the, the the criminals, Marvin. Is it Harry? Is it yeah? Harry and Marvin? Yeah, and you're setting traps. And it's not a good game, but it's it sounds much more enjoyable than this. This is how. This is. It's got, it's got, it's hardly got any resemblance to the film. Apart from Harry and Marv running around destroying the neighbourhood, yeah. nothing else really seems to fit. And, you know, difficulty, the difficulty curve is 
non-existent because it's all haphazard. I suppose the only way that you'd get over it is through multiple plays and actually kind mm. of try and try and fathom them out which 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 one of the houses they go to first. And when you've actually got them one on one, provided you've upgraded your weapons and stuff, it's really easy. It's like a kids' game. So yeah, difficulty. Maybe that's what. Diff- maybe maybe they're going for, for that. Yeah, yeah maybe they're going for that. So difficulty curve again, one out of five. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, longevity. Well, <laughs> needless to say, you're not going to go back to this anytime soon. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, there's nothing to go back for. There's nothing even... Uh, if there was any resemblance to the film, or if they had a few more cutscenes, or you know, there was something Christmassy about it, it has something to go back to. But because it's, it's the bland, horrible game that sucks all the fun out of the film, you're never going to go back to it. I actually give it zero out of five because you'd never go back Ooh. to it. Zero out of five. Wow. And, and the whole game of it is only 40 minutes as well. And it's only 40 minutes. You just wouldn't want to put your... All right. You'd rather, you'd rather do ironing or something. Okay, like two scenarios then. <laughs> Would you rather play this game or be in Kevin's shoes and be left home alone in this situation? But duh, Kevin's shoes. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of scary, but he did have some fun as well. He did have a lot of fun, truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, he, he took to that like like a duck to water, let's be honest. That's true. Yeah, so, he did. So overall, In it, barely, it barely, barely gets one out of five. I'm tempted to give it 0. 0.5 out of five. Does that thing? Can we do that? We could, let's but... Let's do it. Yeah, we could just do it. Let's do it. 0. Do it. 0. 0.5. So point five lot, out of five. Yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Home Alone on the Mega Drive. You get zero point five out of five. Oh man! So you would recommend that our listeners leave it well alone? Yeah. Oh. So basically, you wouldn't you wouldn't pay for it and then say keep that change, you filthy animal. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Well, as ever, we hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Let us know if you've played any of the games we talked about and what you think of them. Feel free to tweet us at. Arcade Attack UK at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano or you can hit us up through Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK and of course you can contact us directly through the website at www.arcadeattack.co.uk All the previous podcasts are available to stream from the website and they're also available to download from Podbean, Stitcher and iTunes where you can of course leave us a rating and a review which would be much appreciated and would just help us to grow. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that one. Next time out, we've got a Silent Hill 2 retrospective special, which I am really looking forward to. So feel free to tweet us before then, um, or email us if you've got anything you want to say about your memories of that game. Uh, Anything at all to do with it really, because it's something that I'm personally really passionate about. So if you've got any kind of like theories or or analysis about the characters and the story uh, we'd love to hear it so until then take care and we'll speak to you soon